Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, today we have an interesting topic. As Paul is moving on in his letter to the Colossian church, he now addresses bond servants or slaves. And immediately when we hear that word, it sparks all sorts of opinions and thoughts and questions that we have based on our context and history. And so this is one of those ideas or passages that is challenging for us to come to. Maybe you've even heard some people share their critiques of the Bible that it promotes slavery. That is a reason why some people even say they can't trust it. And when we come to loaded passages like this one, there is a danger that we can all fall into that I think will be helpful to address here. So when we come to hot topics or issues, the danger is this. We come with our thoughts, opinions, and questions that the scripture isn't really even addressing. Does that make sense? And I think that's a massive danger. Because when we come to certain passages of Scripture, asking it to say something, or already having a belief in our mind about something, we lose the ability to read it for what it is. And I think that can happen with the passages surrounding slaves or slavery. We want Paul to say something, or we have certain questions for Paul that Paul is not even addressing. For instance, We would like Paul here in Colossians to say that slavery should be condemned, that the societal institution of slavery is evil and needs to be overthrown throughout the empire of Rome. Now, I'm not saying that he is promoting slavery. We'll get into that in a second. But because he doesn't outright say that, we do one of two things. First, we believe that he is condoning or promoting slavery, like I just said. Or the second option is because we want him to say that, we make these huge jumps to show why he really is doing what we want him to do, even if it's not really what he's doing. So here's what I want to do before we get into this section on instructing how slaves are to act. I want to take this episode just to look at what Paul is actually saying about slaves. Not what we want him to say, not what we think he should say, and not what the rest of the Bible says. Because I will say right now, the scriptures in their entirety condemns the idea of slavery. The idea that someone, especially based on race or gender, has less value than anyone else, or that a person can be owned by somebody other than God, is wicked, and it's not what the Bible teaches. It is simply not what the Bible calls us to believe. However, that is not what Paul's main point here is, because that's not the main thing he's addressing. Remember, Colossians 3 is about what? Our union with Christ impacting how we live in the world today. That's the main point of this whole passage. He's not writing a treatise on the institution of slavery. He's not writing a political polemic on how Christians should engage in the public sphere. He's not writing opinions up for debate. He is writing how anyone who has union with Christ 
should live in light of that. That's the point. That's what he's talking about. So if that is the case, then let me read through these couple verses and simply say what Paul adds into the conversation about slaves in the Bible. And if that's mostly what you're interested in, what the Bible says on slavery, I want you to take this passage and then go study other passages. And I'm confident if you examine them all on their own terms, all put together, you will find that it condemns our idea of slavery or ownership of another human being. It will say it is morally evil. But for today, let's simply look at what we can understand about slavery from Colossians 3 alone. Not the totality of what the Bible says, but what does Colossians 3 add to our understanding about the Bible's view on slavery? So let me read Colossians 3, 22 through 25. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. All right, we're going to take the next handful of episodes walking through that passage, so I'm not going to get into the specifics, but with my remaining few minutes, I will give you what I see as six key foundational pieces of Paul's view of slaves. Okay, so I got a couple minutes for six ideas. I'm going to go fast. And all six of these, they're going to come out through the next handful of episodes. So if you are wishing I'd say more, which I'm not sure you will, but if you do, just keep listening to the next handful of episodes and we'll get into these more. But here's six ideas from Paul on slavery. First, Paul is addressing slaves, but not promoting slavery. One of the big arguments is that since Paul doesn't condemn slavery here, he is then promoting slavery. That simply isn't the case. He never says that it is right. He is simply addressing human beings that are in this position and how they should live. Remember the importance of the context of this section of Paul's letter. He is speaking to relationships in the household and how we should behave now as Christians. He's not overthrowing the view of marriage, but he's giving it a gospel lens. He's not overthrowing the societal norms of parenting, but giving it a gospel lens. And he's not overthrowing the institution of servanthood or slavery because that's not the point of his letter. He's simply saying how the gospel impacts people that are in this situation. He's not promoting slavery. He's promoting gospel living wherever you are. Second, Paul is giving dignity to slaves as human beings. That is one of the main evils about slavery is that It considers some people less than human, but Paul's not doing that. The mere fact that he addresses slaves with importance and a will is giving them dignity as humans. If he viewed slaves as less than humans, he wouldn't address them, apply the gospel to their life, believe that they can be in Christ like anyone else, and then call them to action in that. His addressing slaves gives dignity to them as human beings who, yes, need a Savior, and yes, 
are children of God if they believe in Jesus. Third, slavery in this day is not like slavery in our day. One of the main points to note culturally is that slaves were not commonly based merely off a description like race. That is a major difference we have to keep in mind from slavery in that day to slavery in our day. And the other thing is that slaves weren't seen all the time as property, but were more like household servants. So don't think of slavery in American history of people being owned and not paid. Think of butlers, people that served in the house and got paid for it. Oftentimes, slaves were paid, they could own things, and they could buy their way out of the position of servanthood. They had dignity and value far beyond the slavery that we think of. Now again, I'm not saying he's promoting it in his day, but that is an important piece to think of when we think of slavery in the Bible. Fourth, Paul teaches slaves have value and honor. Notice how he speaks of slaves. Their work is in the Lord. They'll receive an inheritance from the Lord. They are serving Christ. They are responsible in their actions to Christ. That is a place of value and honor that he's giving to slaves. He is not demeaning, but he is honoring to them in their work. Fifth, slaves are called to glorify God and honor others. Building off of what I just said, slaves have a moral responsibility and moral culpability. Did you see that in the inheritance and judgment parts at the end of that passage? Slaves aren't considered less than human, and they aren't considered innocent, or they don't have a pass. They are moral agents, human beings who are called to glorify God and love others no matter the circumstance, just like everyone else. And sixth, finally, all Christians are considered slaves of the great master. The important thing to note about Paul is that he calls himself a slave, a slave of Jesus Christ. His life is bound to Christ and he is his servant or slave. He's owned by Christ. When we think of slavery, that is Paul's main point in identity. Then when he speaks to masters in the next verse in Colossians 4, he reminds us of that. This puts us all, whether servants or masters or any other identifier in life, on even playing field. So with all that being said, starting the next episode, we'll begin to see what Paul is actually saying and how we can apply this passage that is important, gospel living, into our day and our lives today. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace. Peace.